You're listening to What Devay Said About Music, the beard on the shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay, your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? 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 What do they say about music? Welcome back, my Duvidians, to another issue of What Duvet Said About Music. I'm your host, Robert Bob Duvet, and this issue has issues. It's going to be a good one. I am really, really pleased to bring you an interview I conducted last week with Bay Area production team, Oakland-based Il Mondo. Il Mondo will be in the house, well, not actually in the kitchen that I host this podcast in San Francisco, California. But in the larger house, the larger house that we call internet podcasting, I was able to sit down and talk with Jeff and Johnny from El Mondo. They have an album coming out today. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. The album is called De Novo. The band is Il Mondo, and it's great. Can't wait to bring it to you. What you hear in the background is, that's right. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. They said it couldn't be done. They said Robert Bob Duvet will not play Emerson, Lake, and Palmer Powell. I forget which one it is. I'm guessing it's Palmer um, on his show. But I here I go. I do it because this was actually the record that brought Johnny and Jeff of Ilmondo together. Jeff works at a record store in North Beach in addition to being a producer. And the two of them bonded over records like many bands and musical collaborations are forged and it was this record i think that wound together and and this if i'm not mistaken is doctored up by the boys in il mondo who uh like to doctor up beats and uh create great music for people to listen to dance to just feel just take inside Shake it around in their bodies and feel it. Put it out into the world. We will get to 
all matters, Ilmondo, in just a moment. But I need to do some listener mail. I need to take a dip into the mail sack. We are going to do that right now. I want you to talk to me. Talk to me. Yes, talk to me indeed. And the best way to talk to me is by calling in 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. That is the What Duvet Said hotline. And you can leave me a message or you can write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. That's whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. That's at Bob Duvet, capital B-O-B, capital D-U-V-E-T, Bob Duvet, and Facebook, yada, yada, yada. What Duvet said in the search engine, like us, because it's nice. It's nice to like things. Let's, uh, let's, let's uh, start off with a call that I received. This one came from Louisiana, and let's, I'll play it for you. The person says who he is, says what he wants, and I will respond in kind. Well... <clears throat> Excuse me there. I guess I'm trying to reach Mr. Duvet. This is Carson from Kenner, Louisiana. I just want to know where I've been listening to your show. And some of these bands, I don't know where you're hearing from them. Where do you find out about these guys? What's your source? Let me know your source. Um, I hope it's all well over there, wherever. California. All right. Well, Carson from Kenner, Louisiana, thanks for calling in. This is a question that I get asked quite a bit. And, you know, there's no easy answer to where I find out about all these bands because I'm constantly digging, just keeping my ear to the ground. I get a lot of stuff sent to me from various uh, publicists and PR companies that were handle musicians and are trying to get the word out to bloggers and podcasters and whatnot. The weeklies are always a great source. Uh, here in San Francisco, it's the Bay Guardian and the SF Weekly, not sponsors of the show, but they, they will be soon. Everybody will soon enough come into the fold. But uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess the gambit is for New Orleans. That's the weekly out there. So you might want to read what's going on there. Find a few clubs that you know tend to book bands that you like and just kind of you know, go to people's MySpace pages that you see listed there. It's a good way to discover new music. Also, there's tons of blogs. Pitchfork is a big one and an obvious one. They uh, cover a lot of different music. I like um, the uh, various music blogs. Uh, Nashville Cream is a great one out of Nashville. I'm big on Nashville bands. Village Voice, go to that weekly. They have a lot of interesting music that they report on. LA Weekly, uh, stuff coming out of the major markets is where a lot of new music is coming out of or where a lot of the press is based that reports on it. Um, where else is another good source? Um, just look. Just look wherever you can find it. You hear somebody mention a band, jot it down, go check them out. You know, you'll know within a few seconds whether or not it's something that you like to. Some of the other stuff grows on you. Oh, another good source is... Find a band that you like. See what record label they're on. If it's a smaller, independent record label, see who else is on that record label. That's where I've found a lot. I know uh, Infinity Cat is a great record label. I like uh, the stuff that's on XL Recordings, uh, DFA Recordings, which is James Murphy from 
LCD Sound Systems record label puts out a lot of great stuff. That's another good source. So if you find a band that you like, they're on a specific label, check out who else is on that roster. And really the weeklies, word of mouth, best ways to find out about bands. Uh, and this show, of course. What do they said about music? So we're, I'll do the, some of the work for you. There, Carson from Kenner, Louisiana. Thanks again for calling in. Let's get to another caller. And this is a, a young lady. I believe her name is Lorraine. Let's see what Lorraine has to say. Hi, Robert Bob. This is Lorraine from San Francisco. I listen to your shows every week. I really liked what I heard from that band. Says she's Ms. Blatt and wanted to know more about them. How can I find out more? There's not much about them on the Internet. Thanks, and keep up the great work. Oh, I like Lorraine. She sounds hot. Let me take special care to answer this question then, Lorraine. Uh, says she's Miss Blatt, you asked about. And that was a band that I played on last, oh, I guess it's two weeks ago's episode, issue 33. This is issue 34. So it's issue 33. Says she's Miss Blatt is a band out of Brooklyn, New York. It's a duo. And I played a song that I just received literally that day when I was doing the show. The song's called Violent Nudity. It was part of a seven-inch single. And... How you can find out more about them, because there isn't much out there. I know they have a Bandcamp site where you can go to and get that single, but not a lot. There's a few videos of them up on YouTube. They did a, a great video that I am going to actually post on the blog, www.whatdovaysaid.com, to go along with an interview I conducted with them. I sent them off some questions uh, last week. I should be getting them back shortly, so look for that to be up on the blog within oh the next week or so the band says she's miss blatt was kind enough to answer a few of my questions and i'm going to get it up as soon as i receive those back so you will find out a lot more about them i asked a, a bunch of questions um including what their favorite cheese is so that is you know always telling very telling indeed so thank you lorraine from san francisco for listening and for calling in again www.whatduvaysaid.com is the blog where you'll get a lot of supplemental material to this show things like interviews so that's another good source for you out there carson from kenner louisiana to check out we have one more call we're going to get to and let's play that now Hey, Mr. Duvet, this is uh, Ellis from Santa Barbara. I just wanted to call and uh, actually agree with you. You commiserate a little bit about something I saw, you, uh, I saw you wrote on Twitter. Why is it that the Foo Fighters keep getting awards for writing mediocre songs? Is it because Dave Grohl is so yummy? Is it his beard? Is that a new category at the VMAs? Yummiest beardo with the hollow body? I hope not. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I've, you know, I get all my music news from you. So keep it, keep uh, keep rocking, bro, and uh, yeah, man, keep up the good work, and uh, keep t uh, love uh, all the new bands you turn me on to because you know I don't get out much Santa Barbara at all. Okay, later, man. Bye. That's Ellis from Santa Barbara, and I detect a bit of snark in that. He actually was referring to a tweet. Oh, I just feel I want to shower after saying that. It just feels wrong to me. A tweet I put up on Twitter. There, I sound dumb. Um, about, I was watching the VMAs and the Foo Fighters won an award for some just terrible song. I don't know. Th that band for me is confounding because they've had a ton of success. There are a couple songs of theirs that I like, but I don't see what all the fuss is about. Live especially, he can't sing live. He just screams and it's not even a pleasant scream. It's kind of a off-key scream. The only redeeming quality 
Ellis of the Foo Fighters is that Pat Smear is back in the band. Pat Smear of the Germs and uh, just a great guitar player. I don't believe he, wasn't he playing? He played in the Foo Fighters very early on. He's just a great guitar player. I think he might have even played with Nirvana. I, I may be wrong about that. But uh, so he's back in the band. This is a you know, reason to celebrate, I guess. But the song itself, I don't even know the title of it, was terrible. Yes, there should be, especially now. There demands a category of Beardo. Best beard or best beard or beardo playing with a hollow body. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm at a loss. I can't even answer that question. But thank you so much for calling with that question. Again, the number is 415-937-0445 if you want to. Talk to me. Talk to me. All I want is a little conversation. And please write to me at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter. Again, that's at Bob Duvet, capital B-O-B, and capital D-U-V-E-T. Those are the best ways to talk to me. I should say that is Ace Freely. You're hearing in the background doing his song Talk To Me off the Unmasked album by Kiss. I gotta say that so I don't get sued. All right, let's get to the Ill Mondo interview. Very excited about that. We are gonna play a brand new cut off their album that's being released as we speak. As we speak, records are being shipped. Actually, if you go to ilmondo.com, just type that in the search engine, you are gonna get this record for free. They're releasing all of their stuff for free because they're cool like that. And I sat down and I talked with Jess Smothers and Johnny Egaz from Ilmondo, and it's a great interview. I'm gonna play a cut off their new record, De Novo. So we'll play that. We'll play the interview. I'm gonna be slipping in all kinds of music during the course of the interview that they talk about, mention, allude to, and it's gonna be a good show. They kind of helped me curate this episode of What Duvet Said About Music, and for that I thank them, and I thank you, my Duvidians, for tuning in and listening this week. You're gonna enjoy Il Mondo, I, I guarantee it. So let's get to it, shall we? This is Jeff. And this is Johnny. And we're Il Mondo, and this is What Duvet Said About Music.
I'm back. We're back. This is What Duvet Said About Music. I am your host, Robert Bob Duvet, and I am happy to be sitting down with Il Mondo, Oakland's own. They are a production team that I've been really interested in. They, they put out some great music over the last couple of years, and I have them corralled in a record store in North Beach. I'm sitting here with Jeff Smothers, Johnny Egas from Il Mondo, and we're going to talk to them for uh, the next 20 minutes or so and ask them about all things Il Mondo, how the project came to be, their latest release, it's called De Nova. Am I saying that right, fellas? De Novo. De Novo. Yeah. De Novo. And uh, yeah, we might as well say hi. Just say hi. Hello. Hey, hey how's it going? All right. Um, so I'm curious how you guys met and how this whole thing got off the ground. Because for those people that aren't familiar with Il Mondo, it's, uh, it's quite a bunch of different things that you guys have put out. You put out a mixtape. That we'll talk about a little bit that's really interesting. It's in a tradition that I didn't know about, but Jeff, you were telling me about this chopped and screwed business, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, actually, Johnny can get a little more into that. Nice. And uh, the latest release is very, uh, it's a live band. You guys worked with like 25 different artists and collaborators. It's um, really strong, kind of, it's, it's all over the map, but there's a like, kind of a strong, kind of psychedelic rock. Almost Latin-y, you know, jazz. There's all kinds of stuff in the music. And then prior to that, you did a project that was Il Mondo and was it a Neil Neil Rams. Neil Rams. Okay, and that's a that's a hip hop essentially project where he wrote the lyrics. You guys came up with all the beats and all the music for that, and that's excellent too. That came out in 2009. So it's a quite an interesting racket you boys have going. I'm, I'm curious how it all came to uh, came into being. Well. Uh... I guess it all started here at this record store. Um, Johnny came in and uh, had a Tarkus record, an Ember Slick and Palmer record. And I was like, oh, yeah, this record's sweet. And he's like, I heard him talking about it outside and telling his friend how sweet it was. And he came in. And I was like, oh, yeah, this record's great. And, you know, he was like, yeah. And we started talking. Came by every now and then. He lived up the street at that, at that point. And uh, we just talked a little bit every now and then. We just started, we had mutual uh, mutual stuff in common. We just started bull- bullshitting a little bit. And then just kind of came to be. We started making beats together. And, you know, another that. another band born in a record store. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So now, what what's, what are your backgrounds? Uh, Johnny, what's your musical background as far? Uh, I grew up playing saxophone. I've been playing music since fourth grade. Uh, I ended up kind of losing interest in being a player and just kind of wanted to get into, like, I got into DJing, I got into production, and uh, so that's kind of what I've been trying to do lately. It, mm-hmm. You know, I play saxophone a little bit on the records, but... You know, my focus now is really to be in the studio, to be recording. And what about you, Jeff? Well, like, what's your musical background? Uh, I started playing drums, yeah. like, way back in the day. And uh, DJ, when I was, like, you know, started DJing when I was, like, 16. Started making beats when I was, like, you know, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And just kept on doing that pretty much the rest of the time. Played a couple bands here and there. Played drums a couple bands, you know. And that was about it, you know. Just started putting out records when I was, like, 21, 22, just started pressing like you know beat beat records stuff like that. You know, and that was about it. Like you guys are both too. Just from like you know, knowing you, Jeff, and and talking to you both, um, you guys are really like interested in the recording ends of things, and it, it oh, shows yeah. in the production on, on these. Like, there's a real uh, a quality that this is not. These aren't low budget sounding recordings. These are like really produced, realized you know things. Particularly the hip hop one and the latest release. I mean, they, they sound great. Um, what kinds of, like, uh, machinery are you working with to 
to produce your stuff? Well, I, I, would, I would go back and say the reason why a lot of our records are like that mm -hmm. is I did a couple records for White Hive, and uh, Gregory Howe, the guy that uh, runs that label, is like a gear fanatic and, you know, has, you know, amazing tone, you know, and that's basically where I learned a lot of that production quality. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the first record we mixed together was all outboard gear, and I basically fell in love with just the tone that you can get from a lot of that vintage stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it went from there, you know, I just, I, I got addicted. And I just kept on buying. It's basically, it's, you know, boutique uh, analog gear or it's vintage. Okay. You know, of, of a certain quality, you know. And, you know, the, it goes all across the board, you know, compressors, yeah. EQs. We do we do editing in the box, you know, in Pro Tools. But, uh, you know, all our compression, all our EQ, all our effects are all outboard. And we also, you know, mix outboard also. That, it know? gives it a really warm sound, uh, that stuff. So how, how was it when you guys first started working together? What kind of project? did you guys start with where you guys are trying to feel each other out and find out if you guys could work together? We just started making some beats. Yeah. Because yeah. we were both into production. I mean, I got into sampling because I was obsessed with the production sounds of sixties and seventies. You know, once you hit the eighties, nineties, present day, like none of that stuff sounds the same, especially drums, that sort of thing. So, you know, we were both kind of into sampling the same records. We were both working on beats. We had similar tastes. And so we just kind of started working on beats together. And then, you know, Jeff goes way back with Neil Rames, and he approached Jeff to basically put together a record. And so that's kind of when we got serious, and that's when we were like, okay, we got to, like, get this record together. Was that was that kind of daunting because you went from just kind of experimenting to actually have it, like, working with somebody who's, you know... I think so. I think no. at the time it was perfect. It, it gave us, like, a goal. Yeah. It gave us something that, okay, we got one month to do this, and then he's going to be here, and we got to record everything this weekend. You know, we, <laughs> we had, like, set kind of timeline that, that I think helped us it was fun work you know yeah, yeah. we wanted yeah. it you know and it was, it was a good time put the needle on the record just turn it up you know who's on the track now tearing it up turn up the bass and serve them folk service the tracks we serve them up Break us off, we deserve a cut Back for more, similar to permanent Hanging around, something like an ornament Born to spit, delivery, I'm on it, kid You can't play catch up with the condiment Think about it for a second, use common sense It's a test tool, see if you's competent Can you handle what I'm saying, can you comprehend? Tend to say no, ain't no count to ten Hold your breath, I'll give you fresh oxygen Talk over you twice, that's not pretend That's as real as it gets, it can block you in Hold you up, support you, force you in Take care of business, sponsor him. Give him what he needs, get off of him. Beats and rhymes, I got lots of them. Taking it back, making another classic, cut up a track. 
grind is a bit too much time to just quit. Decline to submit, take pride in my I will rhyme to a kick or a ride or a riff every time that I get that's real. I will never turn down my turn to make sound because I'm always down to build. I had to learn from the ground up, naturally sound stuck. That's what's actually ill. <laughs> Say it again, I leave holes in the floor from the drop of a pin. I've been known to do more, but I'm holding it in. Do I need to say more? You swallowing flim. Looking at me funny like my money was in. My mouth when I talk just slip me a ten. Split it down the middle and consider it in. Vesting on him like professional film. I developed my style like the rest of them did. Dissected it in words outside in consecutive. Ten years, ten times ten equivalent to an instrument's engine. Through transmissions, this is gonna reach you. Teach you to listen, listen to the beat to. Finding the rhythm, a rhythm that'll keep you. Peace to dope. No joke, no need to. No slow talking, slow down the diesel. Weasel your way inside like I don't see you. Speak to my face while I break down the preview. Review the rap that can mislead you. It sounds, I mean, fun, and it, it sounds like, I mean, he sounds amazing on it. Like, the rhymes are great. The beats are really, it had to be a lot of fun for him to play around with. So you guys definitely, like, kind of nailed that. And then there's a lot of people also that kind of came in to, like, lend their voice on that. Like, how did that come about, like, some of the people? Well, we wanted some guests on there, uh -huh. you know. So, you know, we came at Ian, or at Neil Rames, and we was like, you know, who would you want to be on there? So he basically kind of took the uh, the head of that and kind of started, you know, contacting people and talking to people. And you know, he contacted uh, Sean Price, Percy P, Prince Poe. All of them were great people. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those guys, like you know, uh, Sean Price was awesome. You know, I think we got it. I think we got his verse back like within like a few days. Oh yeah, he turned it and, around in like forty eight hours. And he was and he was a great guy, super nice guy. You know, it was, it was awesome. Now, are they all Oakland, Oakland based? Actually, no, uh, they're all New York. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all have similar taste, kind of love of like early '90s hip hop, you know, mm -hmm. mid '90s hip hop, and then uh, we have a, a love of New York dudes. Like, you know, a lot of those guys were kind of big for us, or you know, definitely for me. Like, Organized Confusion, Prince Poe was like really, really big influence. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, that was we had some some fun guests on there. But some of the other players on that record too, I have to say, like Matt Kunitz uh, is basically Jeff introduced me uh, because they had worked together. Um, records previously and he's a killer just keyboard player he's organist synth, mm -hmm. you know so and he plays on the new one too on de novo he's kind of he's all over it yeah um yeah that, that has some great keyboard <laughs> so is he the principal like keyboard player on on the yes, latest release only dude, yeah. 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 yeah he's a huge part of the sound he's, uh -huh. he's yeah. a really really killer player so you put out that record now that got a lot of attention actually you know from what i'm reading you know a lot of people took notice of that did you feel any kind of pressure to stay in that kind of box and work in maybe the more hip-hop context as opposed to doing what you did with the latest release which is de novo yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. got it right <laughs> uh, which is which is decidedly different like in fact how would you describe you know i don't want to describe it for you how would you describe the latest 
release as far in terms of sound or how you guys hear it? I would say psychedelic. I think the underlying theme is that it's it's a psychedelic influenced and you know explores psychedelic sounds. Uh-huh. So there's not a single genre I think that is on there, but I think that's the kind of current theme. You know? mm-hmm. I think we kind of wanted to take a shot at basically make, making the sound that we try to sample. You know, like actually making those records. Gotcha. We, we enjoyed you know sampling, but also enjoyed listening to, and we wanted to kind of try to do that ourselves. You know, since I think we got our you know we we got the hip hop thing done. I mean, it was like its own thing, you know, it wasn't like we, we, uh, basically nailed it, you know, 100%, but, you know, but, you know, I think that actually encouraged us to go somewhere else uh-huh. instead of like, you know, wa- wanting to stick with just one genre. Yeah. I know? think early on we had talked about not wanting to do another hip hop record because we didn't want to be pigeonholed. We didn't think of ourselves as like beat maker producers. We wanted to be a production team that we could produce anything, uh-huh. produce different bands, produce, you know, so we, we, I think early on we decided like, okay, the next record we're going to do is not going to be a straightforward hip hop record. And it's pretty ambitious because as I mentioned earlier, I mean, there's like a long list of people you guys were collaborating and working with on this. I know just from being around musicians and being in bands myself, it, it's hard to get that, you know, four guys in a room. How was it <laughs> organizing these sessions? Did you do it kind of, you know, bring in a couple people here and there and then kind of put it in in like a post-production sort of thing where you pieced everything together or were, was there an attempt to get everybody in a room live and do it that way? Well, it started as just a live thing, basically. You know, it was like, you know, three-piece, uh, Johnny's Friends, uh, um, this group called Eyes, which is kind of a crowd rock group. Mm-hmm. And we took them to uh, Gregory Howe of White Hive's uh, studio, and we just did a session. And we just basically jammed and gave them semi-direction. You know, we'd kind of sit down, have them jam for a while, come in, listen to our stu- listen to it, mold it a little bit, go back in, and kind of, you know, refine it in the studio. Uh-huh. You know, which a lot of stuff was done back in you know, the 70s was kind of that kind of idea, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, just getting the right people in the same room and give them a little bit of direction. And to see where the music goes, yeah. and then kind of so, like, you hear parts you like, kind of make Yeah, I mean, these would be like 12-minute jam sessions, uh-huh. and then we're kind of like, okay, that, you know, second jam you guys were going to, that riff that happens at six minutes, we really like that. Let's do another take and try to do that more, you mm-hmm. know, and just like, really just let them jam out.
because it, that has that quality to it. I mean, it feels really natural, really organic. How was it when you brought in vocalists? Um, how did they kind of fill in? Did you guys have lyrics, or did you have other people write the lyrics? Well, it was, it was, it was. That was the hardest part, I think. You know, everything else, like all the other musicians, because that was just three pieces, right? That was the very beginning, you know. <laughs> so then we had, you know, bring in Matt. We had to edit it down, and then bring in Matt to do keys, you know, and then we had to do other stuff. But once we came to vocals, you know, like say dealing with rappers, you know, they're like. They want to write their lyrics, and you know it's you know you can you can find people, but like with singers, you know you can find singers, but you know not most of them don't want to write their lyrics. We were very lucky. Uh, um, uh, Ken Flag uh, did a couple songs, and he wrote his lyrics, and they were and they were great. You know, it's probably the best songs yeah, he's on there. Yeah, a great great lyric writer and, yeah, and he, great singer, great singer and everything. You know, but a lot of people didn't. You know, they that's not their thing is writing. They're they're vocalists. Mm -hmm. So that's when me and Johnny were like, oh, well, what are we gonna do now? You know, so we had to actually kind of sit there and actually write our own lyrics. You know, which well, Jeff is, really wrote the lyrics for. How did you? How did you like? I mean, that, is that something you hadn't done before? I never did that before. No, I mean I've dabbled a little bit, but I've never actually like tried to do a uh, an actual song or something like that. So yeah, it was hard. I mean, the first time it was me, uh, Johnny, and, uh, um, and John Fellman. Yeah, John Fellman sat down and we made our first one. And I was like, okay, maybe I can do this by myself. So I sat down and I just started writing, and it, and it came out okay. It, it's really, it really came down to how the singer presented it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just delivery with the singers. I think really what pulled that whole thing off. Uh -huh. know, so, and that's but how you can tell a pro singer too, because that that song Jeff wrote the lyrics to uh, "Amore Dolore" with uh, Bart Davenport, and Bart is super pro. He came in and just like figured out how to phrase it, or he was like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'll change these two words, cut down one syllable. You know, it's you can tell when a pro singer like yeah. can translate those lyrics. He even gave us two it. different versions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like totally different styles. We could have yeah. gone with either one. Wow. Both great. That's like that's an embarrassment of riches when you have people like doing that for you, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah.
where would you like to? I mean, this is this is fresh. This came is not even released yet, right? Maybe It'll next be, week. Next week it comes out officially. Uh, yeah, August thirtieth. You hear that, people? August. 30th. How are they going to be able to get it? It's free. free download. Free download on Circle and the Square Records. Okay. So, uh, you can buy it on iTunes, but I recommend you don't. Yeah, just go <laughs> well, we're going to put links up to everything on, on the blog so mm -hmm. people know how to get to it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about because that was a video that you showed me um, for one of the songs. Uh, what, what song is that video for that you, you, you sent the, me? Uh, the, uh, which one? The, uh, the 8mm one? Yeah. Okay. With the found footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found all, that all in the bathroom here at work. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about, because the video is really cool, for the, and that will be up on the blog, too. We're going to put that up as well. But it's it's uh, you all found footage from just a variety of different sources. Well, no, it's actually one guy's uh, tapes you really? know, of, of just uh, vacation. And you, found, and you found it here at the, at the record store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what is this, you know? And then I just, like, took it home, and I found, like, a really bootleg... Uh, um, eight millimeter uh, uh tape player here and i took it back and i watched it you know on a wall and i was like wow this is really cool but then the tape player broke so i had johnny um uh actually record it to a uh like legit to a digital camera you know mm -hmm. like it's kind of a bootleg way i guess to do that and uh, um and i just edited it down it, 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 that's i mean that's something to, to use found footage and just kind of have it sync up nicely with the music like that it, yeah it, it went looks well. really cool yeah, yeah it, went, it went pretty well i was surprised i mean it kind of almost like when I started doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, it definitely kind of goes with that song more mm -hmm. than anything else, you know? Because well, the tone is similar. It's like the yeah. look of that film and the sound of the record is like... Has yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, there's... Uh, for people that are going to be hearing the music for the first time, that's the thing that first intrigued me about your sound is that there's a retro quality to it, but it doesn't sound like it's it's... You know, trying to mimic, it just sounds like it's 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 paying homage and then bringing it in, and it sounds very current, especially with the people you're working with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing that really drew my ear to it is that, is how kind of like fresh sounding it is, while really like you know it, it's fresh sounding because it sounds like records used to sound, which they don't sound like anymore. So, if that makes any sense, you know. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going for. I feel like we have these influences across the board. And we weren't trying to make a genre-specific record. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, we had this krautrock influence from the first band, and we kind of always have this, like, we like funky stuff. So there's kind of, like, funky, you know, rhythms on there. And then we like Latin percussion, so we had a Latin percussionist. Mm -hmm. Carlos Carl came in, and, like, you know, that makes it, you know, not genre-specific. But Well, let's talk a little bit about influences. I mean, where, production-wise... Who were some of the people that you guys kind of were inspired by when, when you were either DJing or starting to make music early on, like records that sounded great to you that you really kind of like made you notice production for the first time? Hmm. I mean, my first record that I ever bought was Led Zeppelin II, and I think that has like, you know, still like a major, major record for me. The drums are huge on it. The guitar tone is huge. It's just like a really raw album and uh you know heavily sampled like I, I think that really shaped my musical taste and then growing up with stuff like you know my dad introduced me to like Isley Brothers Curtis Mayfield that sort of thing so a lot of funk and soul and uh kind of that early 70s rock mm -hmm. how about you Jeff yeah I was gonna say uh I was gonna say uh Led Zeppelin also Physical Graffiti King Crimson um oh Larry Coryell yeah Larry Coryell his first couple records Larry Coryell and then uh um Sandy Bull, stuff, stuff's really great, you know, I mean, these are influences, but also it's like, you know, 
just stuff that this is more for the rock stuff as, yeah. in, as in for the hip hop you know it, yeah with the hip hop um, it kind of is nice probably to kind of come from a not be totally embedded in a hip hop only mentality when you're doing that stuff I, I'm, that's what made that project sound really interesting to me is that it had that you know, Dr. Dre would kind of experiment a little bit with that stuff, but you guys took it a step even further, and really, it really felt like these people were able to rap as if they were popping up in 1972, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was like, who in the kind of the hip-hop world do you think um, influenced you? You mentioned a few of the people from back east. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, a lot of the early 90s New York stuff was really big, Tribe Called Quest, that sort of thing, and then... I really like Percy P. It was like an honor to work with Percy P and Prince Poe. Uh, uh, it's the legendary rhyme inspector Percy P. Representing from the streets with my man Lil Rains and Il Mondo on the beat. Uh, I'm spitting thin, hitting skin. Chickens been getting men and trickin' spinning, sitting grin. Supporting the digging thin. Heard the street tells. I eat well, keep sales. You reap hell. Waiting for door for retail. Tell your man duck, stand up. Get his clan struck the fence. Up with my jam and what?
All that uh, early hieroglyphic stuff, you know, like uh, 93 to Infinity, you know, Casual's first couple records, you know, um, Dale's uh, Freestyle Fellowship. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big influences to me also, you know, AC Loans. Yeah, the first AC Loans. Earlier stuff is really good. Um, it's all West Coast, you know. And then, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff on the East Coast that was, was really great, too. Um, I, th- I think for me, the biggest, like, production influence is, like, Pete Rock, DJ Premier. Sure. Uh, you know, those dudes who have this kind of like bounce, the drums are super heavy, they're digging for samples, it's not like synth beats, like, uh-huh. these guys were really beat nuts. sampling stuff. Yeah, Beat Nuts was big for both of us too. Yeah, that's the... Domino 2 from Hieroglyphics actually was a great producer, he did a lot of the, a lot of the, the first stuff and he was really amazing also. Yeah, that's the thing that, you know, you'll hear by listening to, to this um, stuff, is that there's not obvious, there's no obvious choice, especially when it came to the mixtape stuff. I mean, there's some great stuff that you threw together. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, what's the gentleman prefer blunts? Yeah, that's Johnny's that's projects. It's okay. a projects. It's a... So did you, you worked on that one? You did all those? Mi- yeah, we were trying to figure out something in between records, how to kind of keep putting stuff out and just kind of <laughs> be, you know, giving out free stuff. And it kind of bridges the gap between the hip-hop record and the rock record, mm-hmm. you know, because Chopin's Screwed Music is kind of rooted. It's like a, a, a hip-hop-based genre, but... Yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that, because I found out sure. about it the first time from talking with Jeff, and I had no idea, like, that 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 was a genre or a type, and it's pretty interesting, just the whole kind of backstory to it. It's, it's like a unique South, like a dirty South thing, but it was started by uh, Robert Earl Davis in the... Houston, Texas, in the 90s, he basically, you know, it's, it's coding music. These guys were like, you know, you sip coding cough syrup, really kind of slows you down. And so they were into playing these records slower and slower. And so he, he was taking like current rap and R&B records like Aaliyah, um, you know, Tupac, Biggie, that sort of thing, E-40, and playing them slow. So essentially it would be a 45 and he's playing it back at 33 RPM. So it's it's really slow. It sounds weird. The mm-hmm. first time you hear it, it's like the vocals are all slow and it sounds very bizarre. But once you kind of get into it, it, it breathes this new life into the music. A lot of that stuff at the time, the beats were kind of thin. It was like synth heavy and just really uh-huh. like when you slow it down, it had this weight to it. Like the bass was heavier. The drums were heavier. You know, so I got really into DJ Screw. And uh, I've actually I've been to the the record store there a couple of times. You buy CDs and tapes from them in, in Houston, and still just run by his family. But anyway, I got really obsessed with that kind of genre, that style, and I have collected 45s since I was a kid of funk, soul, rock, you know, everything. So I kind of wanted to start doing these mixtapes where uh, you know DJ Screw was really focused on rap and R&B, and I wanted to take that concept and apply it to all genres because I think there's a lot more to explore there. What's up? You are now tuned in to the sweet sound of Il Mondo. Gentlemen prefer blunts.
Let's talk about the future. Um, what, uh, what what projects you guys have coming up, or is there something you'd really like to do, somebody you'd love to work with? Well, uh, we've been talking about doing live stuff. Uh, Johnny plays bass. He's been playing bass for actually for a little over a year now. And uh, so it's kind of probably like kind of a simple thing for he plays bass, I play drums. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've been talking about that, making a little bit more of a raw version of what we, what we did in this last one. More of like kind of a easier to, to play live uh-huh. just like a stripped you know? down thing like we're not gonna have I mean we can't we can't afford or organize you know 30 people for a show yeah strings horns you know it, it doesn't make sense so we were talking about trying to translate the songs or you know just do new material with like a, a smaller band just mm-hmm. like a three piece band or four piece you know and then we're still sampling yeah you know, we're still going out and finding stuff and like you know we're kind of just feeling it out right now Exactly. We have a couple of different, like, you know, outlets, and we're trying to decide which one kind of is, like, more uh, tempting. But there's nothing really directly going on right now. Uh-huh. Is that. there anybody you guys would love, like, if you had a wish wish list, is there anybody out there that you'd be like, yeah, I would love to work with this, you know, artist or group of artists, because I think we could, we could give something to them that, you know, would be special? As in bands go, you know, there's always, like, these, these certain people that are just, like, you know... I'd love to work with them. You know, mm-hmm. there's tons, there's tons of them out there. You know, and, and it's usually, in, in my perspective, it's usually the people that are like, not as not as thought of, or like you know, a little bit more slept on. Uh-huh. You know, that I'd be like, you know, I could maybe bring something to the table with these guys. You know, actually producing a band, mm-hmm. basically. You know, um, as in like uh, other people to collaborate with, as in like maybe like MCs. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds. Actually, Johnny has like a tons of people that you know. Yeah. He always turns me on to. It's like tons of tons of rappers out there that are just like, I mean, it's actually. You know, sometimes I feel that the uh, quality is kind of going downhill, but then uh, Johnny reminds me a lot of times that there's a lot of good guys out there and there's a lot of quality, you know? It's just uh-huh. like, there's a real weird limbo thing with hip-hop right now, but... Uh, it's kind of reverted back to underground. Like, the underground is where people are able to experiment a little more. 
but like with rappers like Torre, Sky Zoo, uh, you know, I would love to do a record with either of those dudes or, you know, but anyway, those mm -hmm. dudes, the Marco Polo and Torre album is like super throwback, you know, DJ Premier does the intro on it and it's like, it's, it sounds super 90s. That's definitely like, I would, I, I love their sound, their approach, you know, uh -huh. so definitely would love to work with, with those dudes. <laughs> In the clutch, all y'all choke like road smokers. Just say the magic words like whole pocus and poof, your career's a blur like no focus. No focus. Y'all don't know me, but I ain't new. Got mad years in the game, but I ain't through. I could look a young kid in the mouth and rap like I live in the South, but the fact is, I ain't you. Look, it's just me here spitting some game. Hold up, did I just say spin some game? Could've rhymed that one in the drop, getting some brain. Or try to make a claim like I'm shipping some cane. Nah, I don't rap like the typical lame Talk about how a chain got him dick and some dame I'm such a fan of the game that I'm sick of the same So I go back in the archives and listen to Kane What? When I pop kings, I kill them, I'm James Earl Ray Fucking around, I ain't with the games girls play I'm clutching the pound, I know where your main girls sit I'm rapping for real, you motherfuckers rapping for play Packing the steel, acting like it's back in the day Clapping the tray, but actually accurate with the K With the gun, I get dog, like I'm back in the bay Listen, my vocab off the chain Hold up, did I just say off the chain? Could've said some other shit like I'm better than y'all Line them up, watch how fast my competitors fall Niggas rap tough, but they fucking sweater is Small. Kinda funny like you work for Dave Letterman, Paul. Listen, crack the joke, sell crack the folks. Roll the black, smoke it up till it's cracked your throat. My next question is, because I, I have you guys here, and I know you guys are dialed into a lot of stuff that I, I don't know about, and I want to bring music to my my listeners that, that they, they may not have heard. Who should I be looking out for? Who are you guys really into that's like way under the radar? Um, you know, just a, a few names that I can kind of go digging for myself and, and, and play for people. I could say off the bat, a couple that we match up on is like 
Tame Impala mm-hmm. is an Australian band. Yeah, I've, you know seen, I've seen them. They were, they were amazing. You, you were at the Independent yeah. show? Oh. Uh, actually, I was at the Fillmore show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I saw them Independent like, <laughs> last year. Maybe, like, right around when that record came out. It's so killer. Like babies, they're like twenty yeah. years old. It's amazing. I, I guess they've been playing together since they were babies. Really, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the backstory on them. So Tame and Paul, we both like um, Dungan. That's another one. They're uh, yeah. Swedish, Norwegian, yeah. somewhere yeah. in Scandinavia. So that's that's killer, kind of like psychedelic, you know. Oh yeah, I mean those. You got, those are, you got other ones. Yeah, that, that, those are both good ones. Oh, I mean. Lamp of the Universe. Oh, that's, that's awesome. another big one. Oh yeah, Cosmic I have no idea. Lamp oh, yeah, of that's the a great one. Where, now, where are they from? Well, it's actually uh, one guy. He's from yeah. New Zealand. Uh, he the record I believe came out actually like late nineties. Uh, no, it's like it's like two thousand five, I think. Oh, really? That one's from. Oh, it's a different one. I was thinking. But anyways, yeah, like the, he uh, they just pressed it. Like they, it just came out on CD, but somebody actually just started pressing the record, and it's really amazing. But his yeah, his catalog is great. Uh, but Cosmic Union, that's the one. Lamp of the Universe, Cosmic Union, killer record. Sweet. All right. Well, you know, I, I th- thanks again, guys, for talking with me. Uh, again, the latest release is called De Novo. Mm-hmm. The band is Il Mondo. From the new. From the new. Nice. <laughs> and uh, we're going to link up all this stuff. So if you go to www.whatduvaysaid.com, you're going to see the video we were talking about. You're going to see links to uh, Circle and Square Records to get all their stuff. And a lot of it is available for free. And that's a beautiful thing. And oh, yeah. you guys are doing God's work when you're putting out music for free. Um, I, again, thanks for talking with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having thanks us. A lot, man.
There's nothing like the face of a kid eating a Hershey bar. There's nothing like it you'll ever see. A face as happy as it can be. There's nothing like the face of a kid when he's munching on the greatest taste around. Hershey, the great American chocolate bar. There's nothing like the face of a kid when he's munching on the greatest taste around. Hershey, the great American chocolate bar. All right, my Davidians, Robert Bob Duvet back with you. I hope you enjoyed that Hershey's bar. The whole the whole podcast so far has been like a Hershey's bar. It's just been sweet and yummy and good and wrapped in aluminum. But uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Il Mondo because I enjoyed ha- doing it. I enjoyed talking with the guys. Again, thanks to Jeff Smothers, Johnny Egos for sitting down and talking with me. I am going to play music. They sent me a lot of it, a lot of the stuff we talked about, so I want to get into it. I'm going to link up to everything that we talked about in the interview as far as where you can find their music. I'm going to write a little piece on the latest release that's called De Novo. Look for that. It is out. You can find it on iTunes, but as Jeff said, it's also free. Circle and Square Records is putting that out, so you got to grab it. you got to grab all of their stuff. I want to tell you what we played in there so you know. If you're keeping score at home, we began with The Unblinking Eye, the lead-off track off De Novo, the album that just came out today. It's coming out as I speak. And then we also played um, a song called Rock 10, which is Il Mondo with Neil Rames. That's the hip-hop album that they did with Neil Rames. We also heard a song called Tonante. Tonante is also off De Novo. And another song called Amore Dolore. That's also off De Novo. Then we went back to the Neil Rames, Il Mondo collaboration, a song called Twofold. That's featuring Percy P. I played an excerpt from Gentlemen Prefer Blunts, which is the Chopped and Screwed mixtape style that they did. There's two of them. There's Gentlemen Gentleman Preferred Blunts 1 and 2. Both of those are free too, so you can find that. It'll all be linked up on www.whatduvaysaid.com. Then I played a Torre Marco Polo song featuring Master Ace and Sean Price. A song called Hold Up. Johnny was talking about that one, so I wanted to slip that one in there. And we ended it with Il Mondo doing Budello. Budello has a video. The video is going to be up on the blog by tomorrow. I'm going to get busy writing that piece and putting that all up there. So there you go. Now what I'd like to do is a triple shot. We're going to do a triple shot of Tame Impala, Led Zeppelin, and Dungan. And it's all going to happen right now on the only podcast that you're listening to right now. What Duvet said about music with your fave. Robert Bob Duvet. If there was a teen Tiger Beat, Teen Beat cover, you would probably not find my face on it. But put yours on it. Put, put a mental face of yourself on that because you deserve it, my Davidians. Let's get into some more music. A triple shot. As I mentioned, I'll tell you what they were after you hear them. <laughs>
I'm back. That was Sweden's Dungan doing a song I cannot pronounce. Off an album I cannot pronounce. And before that, we heard Kashmir. Sound familiar? Led Zeppelin. That was by request. Jeff asked that I play that one. And it was coming handy. Good bathroom break song, Kashmir. And prior to that, we had Tame Impala. It's a really precocious band. I've played them before on this show. And that song was called I Don't Really Mind off their uh, album Inner Speak. So there you go. That was a triple shot. And I could prattle on and on. But when I do, you often hear somebody say this. We're with Bob Duvet on What Duvet Said. Come on, play the fucking song.
Oh my god, bass guy, you can fuck my bitch race guy. You swag to the maximum, swag on a hundred thousand, hundred trillion, oh goddamn bass guy. Pop up out my car, then I drop my roof. Look like one time suit, that's just how I do. Then I park my car, then I fuck your bitch. Eat that one time suit, look like one time suit. Pop up in my car, then I drop my roof. Swear like one time suit, swear like this is how I do When I park my car Then I fuck your bitch Eat that one time suit Wear like one time suit Eat the cake Like any man Young bass guy And I've been doing my thing I take my shirt off And the girls go insane Going Four diamond rings Two big ass chains Eat that one time suit I got the cash like chain, chain, chain Bitches suck my dick because I come like 36 ways 47 lead that bitch with no fucking name no fucking Got name. my main bitch and she stay give me brain Put a bitch to shame, violate that brain Young bass got up my bitch like I'm cocaine Bitches snore my rain, that crap I like my chain Found a dope man, I ride that bitch like Ace of Spades Hold on, play that game, I'm rapping out for the fame to jail for like 500 days Bitch don't get no fuck That's why I fucked her in the face Fuck you suckers head Then I ask her what's her name Pop up out my car Then I drop my roof Look like one time suit That's just how I do Then I park my car Then I fuck your bitch Eat that one time suit Look like one time suit Pop up in my car Then I drop my roof Swear like one time suit you haters don't got no felonies Young bass guy flex 10 on right Young bass guy been breaking and entering Young bass guy ride hot when you bought it Dirty on my dick on that coat like Spalding Bitch you suck my dick cause I look like J.K. Rowling Scream pop my bitch I fuck my whole heart brain is awesome Fuck my damn rain bitch I'm paying what it's costing Jewelry is awesome Bass God is gorgeous Going down to Georgia to fuck my dick bitch Main fucker cause she gorgeous Young bass guy stay posted in the forest Fuck my main bitch and I dumped her in the forest You niggas know I got money bitch Hundred dollars for bass guy nigga Pop up on my car Then I drop my roof Look like one time suit That's just how I do Then I park my car Then I fuck your bitch Beat that one time suit Look like one time suit Popped up in my car Then I drop my roof Johnny Cox, right. smooth with that job, but I'm gone like my father. 
Hoes up my dick cause I took it to the opera Bitch suck my nuts cause I wear nice watches I'm looking like a ostrich Black like I'm gossip Hoes up my dick cause I laugh when they shopping They shop ass guy gives a fuck about your problems They will let me dead and they gave me no Oakland's a little B. I'm hungry, so I put in wonton soup because I, I could go for some right now. Jeff actually turned me on to that. Jeff Smothers from Il Mondo, so I wanted to play that. And before that, you heard a remix of 21st Century Schizoid Man by the Kinks. believe that was done by Jeff. He sent it to me. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'll have to check the facts on that one. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to play two more songs. Thanks for joining me on What Duvet Said About Music. I have been Robert Bob Duvet. Next week, we're going to play a lot of new music, including something from a band called The End Men, an album by uh, another band called The Features. I'm going to do an album review of that. A bunch of new stuff to get into. So uh, let me get out of this so I can get into some wonton soup. We'll do a double shot. You're going to have to go to www.whatduvaysaid.com to find out what these last two songs are. And again, thanks again. Call us at 415-937-0445. Write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Thanks again to Johnny and Jeff from Il Mondo. Go to the blog. Find all the information about them. Go and get their stuff. It's free. Free is good. You, my Duvidians, are good as well, unless you're bad. And that's good, too. What we're going to do right here is... You wanna press rewind I pour rhyme in your ear to the fill up sucks Slice the fucking belly and break up the buds Who's boot up? I don't know, visit that special Take a fork in your neck and pop a blood vessel The Hispanic chef packs a gap too Permanent scar your ass like a tattoo Slam dunk the funk in your trunk, punk Do-do-do-do-do Yeah, who make your moves
niggas so smooth, scary. Your hangs up in the skills, but Queens is like the area. Hysteria, terrier. Break that back now, crack the fucking sack and roll that shit black. Act like you want a nigga and watch me hit him. Didn't have my shot, he let my brother Von get him. We got him. Hoes coming through in the clutch. He said, I only suck that dick cause I love you so much. Said, I only lift them balls cause you're so game tight and you keep my ass climbing fucking walls at night. So hit me, hit me one time, let me flex it. Cool, still making moves, but now I got the X. I got to get my rep go up and rugged like a dog about the bike to neck or please don't put it in no hearts and mad crews leaving people lying dead in the street with no clues so like a mother got the funk on lock you can hear my sound echo through the urban block got stacks and stocks of fat beats to knock got your open eye you're hoping that the junkyard rock okay here goes the blow the back the men's grand time to represent for my soul strong fills the room like Buddha <laughs> dope like a choke gotta get paid so it's time to go for broke beat nuts hit the rhythm and I join right with them niggas can't see this flow so it's time to down sit them I kick the flow for the niggas with the ball head drenched and froze honey but no hoes oops I didn't mean to call you old bitch but when you try to clock the pocket that's that bullshit so let's get down with one of New York's finest seats to the brain like Primatina clear the sinus grand poober stuck doogie with the mad style beat nuts coming with the rug hey man watch out now it's on motherfucker can't you see that no shame in the game so do you where to read at Strictly getting ends, hitting along with men who set trends. I've 
I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it before over here. But I didn't know he was going to do that. Mark that. Good, great.